Blog Talk Radio. It's time for your NCAA and NFL Pick'em Show with Tim and Tom. Be sure to join the guys as they discuss why they're taking their spread picks and their over and unders. Don't miss it as they can help you win a lot of money. Also listen in for random hockey and NBA picks as well. You're not going to want to miss this on the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash Jump. And it's brought to you by wowfreecam.com and the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com. Now, to pick your winners and win you some money, here's Tim and TR. Take it away. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of Wide Men Radio Network's College Football Picks. And a quick look at the bowl games for this year. As always, it's me, Tim, coming to you from the Great White North, and in place of the oft talked about but little seen Tom Robinson, who I believe is on injured reserve, we have Nate Bush off the practice roster coming on again this week. Nate, how's it going? Living the dream, man, as always. Well, that was pretty much to the point and right yeah. there. I hear you. It's been a day, man. It's been a day. Had a long trip home last night. I got home about 4 o'clock this morning and then uh, didn't sleep well. But, you know, ready to talk a little football, man. Looking forward to it. Sweet. Yeah, we got this. There was uh, quite a bit to talk about uh, without getting into the uh, – Rankings even in the bowl game, I see there was some coaching moves today, and uh, yeah. some some poor fool decided to take the Louisville job. Nah, well, <laughs> I hope it has good vision in dinner. Let's put it that way. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess that the the University of Louisville pays significantly better than Appalachian State, and uh, that would be the reason. You know, right? That would be one. That would be one big reason, anyway. Yeah, I mean, you would consider that at least, but who knows? Well, it can't hurt. It can't hurt. Well, he isn't going there because they're a winning program. Well, they used to be. Yeah, well, he's but he's he's in one right now. Appalachian State actually did fairly well this year, mind you. Maybe there's nowhere to go there. Stuck in the, I don't even know what conference those poor fellows are in, but. Uh, maybe the move to Louisville gets a little more national recognition, and that's another jump from there to a bigger program, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I see so. they also an, they announced some Heisman uh, some Heisman nominees today, and to nobody's surprise. Um, yeah, I old, mean that was a, uh, that was just kind of like announcing, you know, that was kind of like announcing. You know which the sun be the sun the, the sun came up in the east game. today and it will it will set in the west tonight. Yeah, but um, we're being joined by our special guest for this episode, John McAdam, ladies and gentlemen, our NCAA expert. John, thanks for coming on. I wouldn't go that far calling me an expert, but thank you for having me. Thank you very much for having me. I'm I'm sorry I'm a little bit late. I go to get the number and Facebook Messenger won't open, so my apologies. <laughs> no worries. Well, you are. You will be counted the expert in this trio, sir. <laughs> okay. 
Indeed. So but, let me um, start. I am here not to bury the college football playoff, but to praise it. It worked perfectly this year. Ah, well, here we go. Perfectly, in my opinion. Because think about it. It was designed so that everyone who needed, every team that needed to get in, got in. And it worked perfectly. If we still have the two-team playoff, either undefeated Notre Dame or undefeated Clemson would be out, and that would be a disaster. I, I, I still think we need to go to eight. I do. And, and it's hard for me to, to, to change my mind on that because when I look at what, what we have here, I'm looking at Ohio State, who didn't get in. Now, granted, do I think Oklahoma should have been above them? Absolutely, I do. I, I do agree that Oklahoma should have been the four. I think Oklahoma, and, and then I think Ohio State had, had an argument at five. I think UCF, had they won big, should have gotten in, but they didn't. So, they got it right. But I think UCF being undefeated, then you have Ohio State – who laid it to Michigan, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I still think eight would fix every problem, in my well, opinion. Well, consider this. We, had, we just had an unbelievable Saturday of college football. I thought, I thought Saturday was great, especially Texas, Oklahoma, and Georgia, Alabama. Had we had an eight-team tournament, Oklahoma would not have needed to beat, to beat Texas to get in. Um, had we had the 18, you know, Georgia, the, the result of Georgia, Alabama would have been, would have been meaningless. So that's my biggest point. You know, we, you would take a lot of the excitement out of the regular season. I mean, consider this during the regular season, if you lose one game, you have put your national championship hopes in peril. If you lose two games, and we'll see this eventually, but only one team in the history of college football has lost two games and won the national championship. That was LSU in 2006. But my argument on the other side is, okay, the conference championships, I think the Power Five conference championships should be weighted because then that makes the winner of the Texas-Oklahoma game an automatic entry. So then Oklahoma's got to win. If uh, then the Alabama Georgia game, yeah, somebody's going to get in, somebody's not. But to me, if you get in and you win that game, you're automatically in. That's going to improve your seating. It's all—it's almost like if you recall, or kind of like the NFL does, how the first round, even though they only do it with six, I would do it with eight. Um, if you win your game, you win your conference, you get to host a home game. I think that would be interesting. Uh, to have Alabama for winning, hosting a home game. Clemson, they host a home game. The only issue you're going to run into is because we have independents like Notre Dame, that's going to throw a wrench into everything. So I think it's not perfect, and I don't have all the answers. I'm not going to pretend that I do. But I just honestly believe you get a five team, you get five automatic bids for winning a Power Five conference because they're supposed to be the best. Three at-large bids, you set it up, and let it go from there. Now, and, you know, we agree to disagree, and that's fine. Life would be boring if everyone had the same opinion. That's just how I looked at it, and I, I see where you're coming from, too. 
Now, I have seen people say 16 teams and let them play it out. Oh, good God. That's too many. That's ridiculous. No, that's that's, that's insanity. That, that ruined no. the regular season to me. It, it doesn't matter how many you throw in there. You're always going to face the argument of, um, but there's just that one team that really should have got in. You, know, uh, you eight, took the words then, out of my mouth, sir. Yeah, the, yeah, the eight, the eight is going to be fine unless you happen to be ranked ninth. In which case, boy, we really should let ten teams in. Which yeah. is all fine and I dandy mean, look, unless no you're in the, the NCAA basketball tournament, who allows sixty-eight teams in, and yet you will hear complaints from the coach and the fans of that sixty-ninth team. And that's that's too many. Sixty-eight's too many. I'll say that. I, I don't, there's no there's no perfect solution. But I would have to say, unless you are really coming from a place of, uh, uh, for instance, you're let's say you're a Georgia or an Ohio, Ohio State fan, um, you can't really argue with the top four. And to me, if if you're an Ohio State fan, I mean, I can solve all your problems. Next time, be Purdue. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's true, and not and not only did you not beat them, you got you got clobbered. Yeah, they got uh, pummeled. I mean, was, that was that you, was just a weird you, you game. Didn't, man. You didn't lose by a you know a last minute field goal on a snowy day or something cra- you know or something crazy like <laughs> that. You got hammered. So there's you know there's no real excuse for that if you're that good. And same now, goes for Georgia for that matter. Yeah, I mean Georgia. You know Kirby Smart came out swinging after that game that Georgia deserved to be in. It's like, hey Kirby, you're sitting there saying you didn't need to win the game. If they won the game, they're in. Yeah. Hey, no, here they didn't. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I mean to cut you guys off. No, go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Okay, Georgia and Alabama have played twice in the year of 2018. Georgia, the game has either been tied or Georgia has has led in 119 minutes of those 120 minutes. Wow. Wow. Blew my mind. You hear so that? I was of the opinion that they that they shot themselves in the foot on Saturday. They did. I thought they totally that did. they had that game, and then then some play calls and some play selections started to get a little bit on the iffy side. And I thought they I thought they blew the game personally. I I couldn't agree more. And the game in January, I mean, they had Alabama what second and twenty seven or something crazy like that, and boom, touchdown, game over. Which should never happen. I, I mean, now, don't get me wrong. Alabama's doom. one hell of a team. Nobody's going to argue that. But uh, they they had them on the ropes and they let them off, and that's that, yeah. therefore you know, you know. And then if you're going to throw in um, who they lost to, uh, who did they, they lost to what LSU, I believe. Yeah, they got killed by LSU. And, and they got yeah, and they got kicked around by them, and that's well, you know, there's if you want, there's their difference. Yeah, I I completely agree. But um, well, there you go. But anyway, now the here's the one thing something I, do I would find like to change. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. I was uh, my I did want to talk about. I, I do think UCF is getting a bit of a hose job. Um, That's I actually what the I was going to bring up. Or... Yeah, the only argument you might be able to make there is that they don't play anybody. That maybe they somehow have to figure out a way to uh, uh, strengthen their schedule a tiny bit, so they get a little bit more uh, recognition. But I mean, two seasons of undefeated—I uh, don't care who you're playing—that's crazy. 
and somehow I, I don't know how they would fare against any of those top four teams. I think it, they probably may not do that well, but we don't know that until they actually get a chance to get there and they haven't been given one, which I find that, that leaves a bitter taste in my mouth, but I don't know what you do about it. I, was I have big, an idea. I was a big proponent of UCF getting in until they played the other day, and it took a come-from-behind effort to beat Memphis. I'm sorry. You don't play a good enough schedule to have to come from behind to beat teams. Okay, well, don't, don't get me if started about Alabama the, playing the Citadel. Don't get me started. Well, of course, of course, I agree. I agree with that as well. But UCS conference and the and where they play and their non-conference schedule, I was a big proponent of them getting in. And then I saw what happened with Memphis. And if they would have dominated that game, if they would have won that game by three, four touchdowns, I think they deserve to get in. Unfortunately, they didn't. They didn't show dominance. They showed that, you know, hey, maybe we're not as good as what we thought. Uh, so they don't need to be in, in my opinion. I think Oklahoma deserves it more than UCF this year. Okay, I'm going to make a pro-UCF and an anti-UCF argument. The anti-UCF argument is that clearly, if you look at the schedule, the resume of the teams that played, I mean, Oklahoma was more impressive. Ohio State was more impressive. I don't think anyone can deny that. Um, I feel bad for UCF. Last year, they had Georgia Tech scheduled. Georgia Tech stunk. This year, they had North Carolina scheduled. Now, not only did North Carolina stink, but the game got uh, canceled because of a hurricane. The pro-UCF argument is this, that, and I brought this up earlier, the point of the four-team playoff is that everyone who needs to get into the playoff gets in. I could argue that UCF needed to get into the playoff because they're undefeated and we need to know if these guys are as good as we think they are, as opposed to Oklahoma, who lost to Texas. Ultimately, I think they made the right call going with Oklahoma, though. I do, too, but they sort of, I kind of, they remind me of how Boise State was five or six years ago, where they used to win, but they never played anybody. And then they slowly kind of, I don't know if they got some relevance somehow by beating somebody. And then, of course, what was it, the Sugar Bowl, I want to say? With it was the, the Fiesta uh, against Oklahoma. Fiesta, yeah, it yeah it was, okay. And, then that, that, and, then, and now nobody thinks anything of Boise State being ranked in the top 25. That doesn't bother anybody a bit. So I don't think maybe, it ever bothered there anyone some... that Boise State was ranked. It was that Boise State, you know, really there was no way you could put them in the top two ten years ago. And plus they played in a far no, they, weaker conference than UCF played But in. they did have the, I think for a year or two there where they were going, you know, maybe not 12-0, and 0, but 11-1 and 1 or whatever and weren't getting, you know, they were complaining they weren't getting any love, but it was because they didn't play anybody. You know, there is something to be said for making an effort to, although I don't know, you may know the answer to that question. Is that more on them or is that more on the teams who are already up there don't really want to make that trip? Um, I mean, if you're Boise State or and if you're UCF, you have to go with the old John Calipari at UMass, uh, what he used to say, anyone, any place, any time. That's what you have to do to overcome the fact that, hey, you play in a weak conference. Yeah, that's right. I've kind of because I don't, you know, like I said, I don't know that, you know, the Ohio States and Alabamas of the world 
are probably all that willing to make the trip to uh, Central Florida if they don't have to. Yeah, and I agree with that. That's why you know UCF I feel like has to kind of take it on the chin and say, look, you know, we're not we we're not going to ask for a home and home. We will go on the road. We will hit the highway, and we will play anyone. Well, and if you if you actually believe that your team is that good, that's what you should do anyway. Now, here's my suggestion, and it's a very radical suggestion, but I think this would be great for college football. And that is that, and this will never happen, by the way, but it would be great if they did it, is that teams cannot schedule opponents beyond the next year. In other words, once the 2018 season ends, the bowl season ends, you can start making your non-conference schedule for not, for 2019 with the exception that, okay, you can agree to a home-and-home, you're scheduling a game two years down the line. Because when UCF made this non-conference schedule, they didn't have national championship aspirations. Now they do. Now they've got to get great teams on the schedule. Hmm. I never really thought of that. I mean, it would be it what would about, keep college football in the news all winter. You'd be having these press conferences. What about conferences. some kind of, um, and maybe there, are, maybe there even is, and I don't know, is there any requirement that uh, you have to play? Okay, if you, let's say, or maybe they should make one. Okay, you want to be in the top thing you you have to have on your resume that you've made uh, X amount of trips to top twenty-five schools from last year. From I, I, I wouldn't call that. To, I, I wouldn't, you know, tell teams who they had to schedule, but at the same time, you know, let's look at a team. I mean, I'm, I'm a big Tennessee Volunteers fan, and they usually schedule a, a really tough non-conference game. They're in rebuilding mode now, and maybe five years ago, like in 2013, they agreed to play West Virginia uh, in 2018 in Charlotte. Well, by the time that game came around, they really should not have been playing West Virginia. <laughs> okay, I you want to Fair enough. Virginia. I agree. If you want to beat West Virginia on a neutral field, get them in a bowl game. That's the best time to get them because they're going to lose probably to Syracuse. Uh, That's just my humble opinion because they are just awful in bowl games. Awful. Bowl games are tough, especially the non-playoff games, which is pretty much all of them, because you just don't know which teams are going to show up and which teams are not. And West Virginia, to be honest, is a good candidate to not show up, and Syracuse is a good candidate to show up. Well, uh, as a guy from West Virginia, I look back at the at the bowl games that West Virginia's played in. They haven't won a game since the Cactus Bowl in 2015, where they beat Arizona State, but they lost the Heart of Dallas Bowl last year to Utah. They lost the Russell Athletic Bowl to Miami. Then two years, and then back in 2014, they lose to Texas A&M in the Liberty Bowl. They lost the Pinstripe Bowl to Syracuse. Shocker there. But yet they're they're covered in in nostalgia from the 2012 game where they beat Clemson in the Orange Bowl and just a, a beating, but. Since 2010, West Virginia has won two bowl games. They're two and six in eight years. So I'll never forget that Clemson game. That was crazy. That was a beating. <laughs> but it is what it is. So 
I don't know. Well, maybe they got to figure out some way to it. I mean, first of all, a there's too many bowl games. Uh, I understand why they do it, but there's too many. Uh, maybe they have to come up with some kind of a way to attach some kind of value to the games that aren't, you know, one against four, two against three, obviously. I don't know how they do that, but, I mean, back when I was a young lad, and I'm 50, I can remember bowl games, they were all important because nobody really knew. You know, winning that bowl game, that meant a, a pile for who might be the national champion or not. And now... You know, does anybody really care? I mean, they're they're what? West Virginia's in the Camping World Bowl. Nobody really. Big game yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, it. You know, it just really has no significance attached to it whatsoever. And maybe they got to figure out a way to do that. Although I don't know when you don't pay your players and all that sort of stuff. It's pretty. I'm not sure how they do that. Schools already getting money, so. I don't know, because, yeah, you're going to get some no-shows, I guess is all I'm saying, because there's no real reason to go out there and be all that motivated for some guys. I mean, it's it's always been like that to some extent. I mean, I remember Brian Bosworth talking about how one year uh, – Oklahoma went out and played Washington. They just went out and partied the month before. They just didn't care about the game. So we're going way back here. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a look into the into the past. <laughs> but I'm one of those people. I love the Bulls. I love them all. I watch as many as oh, I, I can. Oh, I love them too. But but you have to admit, I mean, there is some just unbelievable. <laughs> it's totally crazy. Some of them. No, I, I agree. Some of these sponsors are a little bit like, okay, this sounds like, you know, very minor league arena football sounding names. But you know what? One of the things I like about them is this is my chance this year to actually see Western Michigan play. This is my chance to see Arkansas State play. So I, I like that aspect of it as well. You know, the, the one we made the most fun of actually doesn't have too bad a matchup in it, the uh, San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Oh, God, what a game. It's actually not that bad a matchup. Who's in that one again? We made fun of that one. Uh, Northwestern and Utah. Yeah, the Holiday Bowl usually, historically, has had some you know intriguing-looking matchups coming in and some really good games. I mean, I remember a Texas-Washington State game from like 15 years ago that was one of the best games ever. Because Northwestern doesn't get a lot of love, but they they have a fairly decent team. They're a very good team, and they're very well coached. Northwestern is highly underrated. They're highly underrated. But, John, you had mentioned to me you wanted to talk about conference alignments. Um, Oh, yes. You care to elaborate on that a little bit? I, I would love to. When the Big 12 first announced that they were going to do exactly what they're doing, I was rather skeptical. I mean, you were, you know, no questions asked. You were seeing a rematch every single year. Um, but now that we've seen it in place, I think that is the way to go. Uh, you will always have a strong conference championship game. You know, there's no such thing as getting, I mean, nothing against Pitt, but, you know, no one really wanted to see West, uh, Clemson against Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh – they only benefited from having from being in a weak conference or excuse me a weak division um and secondly again in from the eyes of a Tennessee fan we Tennessee only plays LSU 
twice every 14 years. So once every seven years, and we only travel to Death Valley once every 14 years. Um, if they, what I would like to see, for example, the SEC do, is do away with the divisions. Have every SEC team play their three top rivals every year, and then play everyone else on a rotating basis. This way, every four years, you will travel to every SEC venue, and every SEC team will come to your place once every four years. And this way, be... you get to see number one in the conference against number two in the conference every single time. That would be interesting to see. Very, very interesting to see. And it's one of those things, like, unlike my idea of, you know, no scheduling far into the future type thing, I would not be surprised to see other conferences follow the Big 12's lead. Yeah, I do, do like what TV? the Big 12 has done this season. I really do. Like, I like the fact that they're they're setting things up to where, it's, you know, everybody plays everybody. Uh, that that's, that's something I think needs, that we need more of in – terms of college football yeah i mean i remember you know when i was a kid and i was first learning about the sport and i was like you know wait a minute george is not playing auburn this year how can that be but you know it was just a weird year that that didn't happen and now we go so long between let's say seeing texas a&m play florida and they're in the same conference One wonders if maybe they have to figure out a way to get TV on board with that idea. Because if TV I, I will, this they wanted it. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I mean, to me, that strikes me as that they would be all over that. Cause yeah, if I'm, cause it's if got I'm ESPN or CBS, I'm like saying, "Hey, guys, do this." Um, yeah, I mean, that to me seems like a almost a. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go way out on a limb and say that maybe is just too good an idea. Well, thank you. That one makes too, and like I said, we have too, the example out there that the big that one makes too much it works. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, know, it's I don't know. Not something that you're you're rolling out there and saying, "Hey, let's give this a try." No one's ever tried it before. The Big Twelve does it, and it works. Well, I don't know what the – I suppose a person could could find out fast enough what the difference in ratings were between the uh, Georgia-Alabama game and the Clemson-Pitt game. I did read that the Alabama-Georgia game was one of the most watched uh, games of the season, and so was the Texas-Oklahoma game, which is pretty impressive seeing as it was a noon game. True. I'm going to look that up once quick, see what I can – because I know those two o'clock. Well, I guess that's four o'clock for you guys. So I go out here on, you know, the ten o'clock game. Where are you, John? On the you're in California. I'm on the East Coast. I'm Metro Boston. Oh, why do I have in my head that you're a California guy? <laughs> anyway, no, no, okay. No. Well, I'm 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 up in Canada, out on the, on not quite the West Coast, but close. I know it's even the, those noon games are like that's ten o'clock in the morning. There's you know the only people <laughs> watching here. Are, I mean, not that they care about the Canadian audience, but. I mean, it's only diehards who are getting up at 10 a.m. on a Saturday to watch a college football game. You're not getting a lot. Ironically of enough, it's out here. In, it's the same out here in New England. Uh, college football is not big at all. Uh, the average person couldn't. You know, if I said name a current player on Boston College, they'd maybe be like Doug Flutie. 
<laughs> that would have been my go-to. <laughs> I'm not sure I could give you one. Um, yeah, the see, like even just looking here quick, the the Pitt Clemson game on ABC over the three hours ran about four point three million people, and the Northwestern game was at eight and a half. So that tells you the difference right there. Oh wow! So you know that's I mean, not, even, that big... not even close. Yeah, you've Not got that close. big national brand of Ohio State, but I mean, wow, the that ACC can't be happy about that. Well, you <laughs> would think then. I mean, it's they're I mean, they're into showing the games for one reason, and that's to make money. Somebody's sure. going to notice that and go, "Hey, uh, you know, is there, is there a way we can not have this happen again?" Because we'd <laughs> rather it didn't. You know, this <laughs> is got, embarrassing. Uh, ABC Who got second? smashed by Fox. Yeah. Who finished second in the ACC this year? I, I don't even know. Was it Miami? It'd be Pittsburgh. I, if you oh, want to get technical. They were in the ACC title game. No, I mean, but, like, who had the second-best record in the conference? Oh, Syracuse, well, I think. I, I don't know. It would have to be Syracuse, I believe. Let me double-check. I'll get on this. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was Syracuse. Clemson 13-0. and Syracuse nine and three, North Carolina State nine and three. Uh, then you had Boston College at seven and five, Pittsburgh seven and six, Georgia Tech, Miami, and Virginia all at seven and five, Wake Forest and Virginia Tech at six and six, Duke at seven and five, and then you had the bottom dwellers five and seven, Florida State two and ten, Louisville and two and nine, North Carolina. Virginia Tech only went six and six because they had to add a game against Marshall the last week of the season. Yeah, they're another program that had a game canceled because of a hurricane. Yeah, that's not a that's not a particularly pretty picture there in the ACC. This was not a good year for the ACC. There no. were a lot of you know, usually good teams that were down. <laughs> when you're when you're looking at that, well, I'm used to even you know Boston College. It usually makes a decent showing. Uh, Florida State, uh, Miami usually are better than, I mean, Virginia Tech was bad, Virginia was bad. Yeah, there, there's not there's not a lot of love in there. I have a crazy stat that will scare a, a Florida State fan. Check this out. Florida State ranked, had the most penalties called against them this year out of all 130 teams. You know who it was last year? Oregon. Oregon. And guess who was the coach of the Oregon Ducks last year? The guy who's the coach of the Florida State Seminoles this year, Willie Taggart. So that's not good news if you're if you're a Knowles fan. No. Mind you, Oregon didn't really didn't have much to cheer about this year either. Uh, not a no, terrible no. season, but a little bit down by their standards. I, I have faith in Mario Cristobal. I think he's going to do a really good job out there. What do you think of... Uh... Louisville's new coach. I, I think I think Louisville should be so happy. I think that um, I mean, if you're not going to get Jeff Brome, this is like the second best thing. I think North Carolina is going to greatly regret not hiring Scott Satterfield and going with Mac Brown, who's been out of football for five years. All right, fair enough. 
I think that was just a, such a terrible hire. Nothing against Mac, but you know, there's a reason why no other school was was knocking on his door. And if North Carolina is trying to go back to the future, I mean, my God, the last time he coached there was 1997. That's obscene. Well, they could uh, wait a couple more weeks, and there'll be some more guys from the pros dropping like flies. Maybe they can pick somebody up. That's true, and and plus, I mean, there's an excellent chance that at least one college program is going to be raided by an NFL team. It usually happens. Somebody decides they want to take a crack at it, and... There's, there's actually, well, what, Green Bay? Um, I, I there, believe, there, I mean, Green Bay and Cleveland, I believe, are the only openings right now. But that's going right to change now, in there, about there will three, be four weeks. And there should, there, Cincinnati well, there should probably going to have an opening soon. I was going to say, Cincinnati should be. Uh, Oakland should be, won't be, but should be. Um, mm-hmm. there's, so, always, there's always one or two surprises, too. But Jets. anyway. Jets. <laughs> Jets. Yeah. You know, I to get back to college though, I clicked on there's an article from Sports Illustrated. They ranked every bowl game in terms of excitement. I don't I know just if you saw guys that. Do you know what number did you read any of it or did you look to see what number one was in the most exciting bowl game? I, I didn't I didn't look that far. Let me let me try to guess what the most exciting bowl game they picked. Take a guess. Uh, it's not going to be one of the playoff games. Uh, Georgia, Texas. No. Oh. Tim, you want to take a stab at it? Well, hold on, I, I have to. I have to scour the list of of games. How first. about UCF, Florida? Uh, UCF's not playing Florida. Oh, are are LSU. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's the game. Yeah, LSU, UCF. That was the number one most exciting game. Well, Based on hoping what? for Boise State, Oklahoma, part two. I mean, about the and only thing the you thing can too. say for sure about Central Florida is there's there's going to points are going to be scored. And UCF is going to be out there to make a point. I think they're going to be charged up. I think last year, and I'm not making excuses for anyone, just I think that game meant a lot more to UCF than it did Auburn. I have the feeling that Coach Orgeron from LSU has a point to prove himself against UCF. So I think you're going to have a fired-up LSU team out there. It should be a good game. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good games here. I'm looking at Washington, Ohio State is number two on that list. Um, and that Mich- is the Rose Bowl. That's a big deal to both teams. It should be at least. Yeah, it, it really is. And then the Peach Bowl with Michigan and Florida, that's another one. Uh, here's one that, that they're calling number four that I wouldn't have thought, but the Music City Bowl, Purdue and Auburn, number four most exciting game according to Sports Illustrated. And then you know again, we already see that. Then another game, I mean, we already think about it. You, you have two ahead, very innovative offensive coaches. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that should be a really good one. Uh, West Virginia and Syracuse was number five on that list. Then uh, Texas, Georgia, the sugar bowl that you brought up. 
then Missouri, Oklahoma State in the Liberty Bowl, then Kentucky and Penn State in the Citrus Bowl, that could Iowa be good. State. Iowa State, Washington State, and the Alamo Bowl. That one will be better than what people uh, – Those are two teams who's going to come to play. Oh, yeah, definitely. And number 10, just to round it out, North Carolina State and Texas A&M in the Gator Bowl. The first um, playoff game they have listed, believe it or not uh, – let me find it here. I was looking at it, and I thought they had it listed. Uh in Notre Dame. It would have to be because uh, they honestly don't have any of them listed in, in terms of excitement. Uh, you know what? They may have left well, those games out because they're not listed. Well, Alabama, Oklahoma, yeah. is, that really that, is that really that exciting? They left all the non-playoff games out. Okay. I mean, I I agree with Tim that I question whether or not Oklahoma and Alabama is going to be terribly exciting. I mean, I, I have a ton of faith. Uh, I think very highly of Lincoln Riley as a coach, but I also think rather highly of Nick Saban as well. And I just think the talent level between those two teams is is pretty is pretty deep, to be honest with you. I mean, Alabama, they're too deep is all going going to play in the NFL. It's crazy. Oklahoma doesn't have the, the offensively they can hang with them. I don't think they can defensively though. Neither do I. I mean another quick stat. I mean before Saturday, Alabama had beaten all of its opponents by at least twenty points, and, that and had they still have a chance to go down something? as one of the best, one of if not the best college football team of all time. Put this way: if you told me I could only watch one of the two playoff games. I would watch Clemson and Notre Dame before I watched Alabama and Oklahoma. I I could I would probably watch Alabama Oklahoma if for no other reason than I think Notre Dame and I know Notre Dame is very popular and I'm going to make a lot of people unhappy here but I think they are they are a paper tiger at 12 and 0. I don't think they really played anybody. There were times where they didn't really look good. Uh, I have the feeling that Oklahoma, that Clemson is just going to destroy them. Well, Notre Dame hung, hung their hat an awful lot on beating Michigan in week one, and then we found out that, and I'm a Michigan guy, and we found out that Michigan really wasn't, was a bit of a paper tagger as well when actually faced with equal competition that they really maybe weren't quite as good as uh, everybody thought they were. I'm going to play devil's advocate here with Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is a good team. I think people say they didn't play anybody, but if you go back and look at that schedule, they played Syracuse, who has a very good bowl game coming up, 9-3. and three. They played um, a very game Northwestern team, who I think is better than what people say they are. They scheduled Florida State. Florida State, not, you know, it's not Notre Dame's fault that Florida State kind of fell off a cliff. Um, it, it just ends up being one of those things. So, I think Notre Dame this season, normally I'm in agreement. Normally I'll say it. Notre Dame, they play soft schedules, you know, run scores up, and they'll get smacked when they play somebody good. This year, I'm not so sure. Uh, they played Northwestern. They beat Pittsburgh, who was ranked at the time. Now, granted, Pittsburgh, you know, they're, they're good, but they're not great. 
Virginia Tech was down this year, not Notre Dame's fault. Stanford was highly ranked when they played Notre Dame. Um, and, and so they played Michigan and beat Michigan first game of the year. So Yeah, but it's it's, it's the other games, though. I mean, okay, sure, I know. They, yeah, they beat – they beat Ball by eight points. They barely got by Vanderbilt. They barely got by USC. I mean, they played some pretty bad teams and barely won and snuck through. Well, um, Alabama was tied 10-10 at halftime with the Citadel. Oh, I I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I mean, but, but it would have been a different story if Alabama only would have beat the Citadel 21-18. Then we would have had something to talk about. But I mean, when you go in, when you're playing Ball State, and no, no slam on Ball State, but then you can only win by a touchdown. Uh, Vanderbilt, not much to talk about, five point win. Uh, Pitt, to be quite honest, we just finished saying that Pitt was only so-so, only a five point win. I mean, they've had some games where they easily could have lost. So, I'm not saying Notre Dame is bad. Don't get me wrong. I mean, twelve and zero is twelve and zero. But we're going to find out whether they can really actually hang with the big boys or not come come uh, the playoff because that's going to be a whole new story, I think. Yeah, and I'm not – you know, I want to make clear. I mean, the Notre Dame, they have their deal with the ACC where they, they have to play a certain amount of games against that conference. That's where the Florida State – game comes from that's where you know the North Carolina or whatever game comes from then they have five non-conference games and they they scheduled Michigan in a preseason game Southern Cal who's usually a national power Stanford who is usually really good Vanderbilt who's had a decent run I mean they're not what they were in the 80s and 90s they're they're a decent team they're going to a bowl and yeah they they scheduled Ball State <laughs> But to me, that's not oh, everybody's to be ashamed got, of. It everybody's all. got one, though. Everyone's got one. You got it. Except UCLA. UCLA. Everyone they played non-conference was good this year. Uh, Fresno State. Who else did they play? Fresno State, Oklahoma, and Cincinnati. Yeah, that's not too. That's that's not too shabby. Right. But everyone else took on a tough opponent. I mean, excuse me. Every yeah, they did too. But everyone else has a, a cupcake on their schedule. Well, I mean, the way the schedules are made up, that's just how they do it. They always set it up to have cupcakes. And I don't like it either, but it is what it is, and that's what you're going to run into. So, I don't think Notre Dame is well, the baddest people to be, though. There's too many teams. There's too much money. There's too much everything. Like, in a perfect world, and I don't even know how you'd do that, even if everybody was willing, you know, the top 25 teams would play each other. And you would find out who really was the cream of the crop, but that's you know that that can never happen. And it would change faster than you could, you know, even from year to year. If you took the top twenty-five from this year and compare it to the one at the end of next year, there's probably going to be some some differences. So I don't even know that yeah, that totally. works necessarily. So I mean, there is no perfect setup. It just doesn't exist. There's just way too many variables to to throw in there. Uh, but to get back well, to the whole point of what we started at, the top four, I think, is pretty solid. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the one, like I said, we'll, we'll find out if I'm right, but I have the feeling that um, when Notre Dame, the last time they were in the playoff and they went against Alabama, the game, for all intents and purposes, was over the first play of the second quarter 
I expect to see that when they play Clemson, something along those lines. I think Clemson's defensive line is going to be too much for them, and Notre Dame's going to have a real hard time getting points on the board. Yeah, I don't think Notre I don't think I don't think Notre Dame stands a chance against Clemson. Don't get me wrong; I'm not going to say they're going to they're going to win because I just don't think they will. I think Clemson and, and Alabama is inevitable because to me Oklahoma's defense is non-existent. So yeah, there you go. I suppose the the argument would be made that if if uh, Notre Dame would have went eleven and one, do they make the top four? No. Uh I cannot see that happening. No, they would have then to. Then have... they're gone, right? Okay, so that's that's I guess is kind of the basis for our argument is that they're a soft twelve and zero. I mean, twelve and zero is twelve and zero, and that's good for them. But and I agree with both points. 12. You know, they didn't beat a super team, uh, but twelve and zero is twelve and zero, and they and yeah, they well, absolutely need to be in. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I don't dispute them being there at all. I just I don't think that I think we're going to find out that of the four of those teams. They're the softy. Of, of I agree. Teams. And Oklahoma's going to have to figure it out defensively. Uh, Tua Tagliova is supposed to be ready for the playoff game. Uh, he was definitely – he came into that game Saturday injured, you could tell, and then Georgia got in a few hits on him, and that was, that was it for him. Who do you guys think is going to win the Heisman? Who do you, who do you think should win the Heisman? Well, don't talk to Nate about that. He'll tell you what's his name from West Virginia. Uh, no, no, he's not even in the running. <laughs> the yeah, no, he's, he's not even going to Heisman, New York. I, I wouldn't argue with, to be honest, with any of the three guys that got nominated. If they won any of the three of them, I can't say I'd be horribly surprised. But golly gee, I wouldn't mind. And I don't even know who it would be. You guys can maybe, because I'm not quite as up on the players, uh, a little bit of love for somebody on the other side of the ball. I mean, I wish I wish that would happen one of these years. I mean, Dagomkin Sue absolutely deserved the Heisman when he was uh, his last year at Nebraska, and there wasn't even a strong player on the offensive side of the ball. But they gave it to Ingram, and I just don't think we're ever going to see a a player on the defensive side of the ball win the Heisman ever. Maybe they need to. But you guys uh, want to hear a crazy story? Back, I want to say ninety five, ninety six. I sat down and hand wrote a letter to the Heisman Foundation, and I suggested, "Hey, ring in the new millennium with a new Heisman. You have the Heisman Trophy, and then you have the defensive Heisman." Yeah, and I never heard too. back from him, but I still love the idea. I mean, I know that the QB, you know, that's the sexy position, and. It's the one everybody talks about, and if you just about unless you're reading something written by somebody who is actually a uh, connoisseur of the sport, so to speak, um, that's who they'll talk about. In fact, like even if you go to ESPN right now and look at their, uh, they have you know what you need to look for in every game, and just about everyone is well the key player is going to be you know the quarterback. Yeah, okay, well granted you know he does have a lot to do with you know the outcome of a game. But good Lord, <laughs> there's a whole lot of other guys on the field, and it isn't all about the quarterback sometimes. You know, if his uh, linemen John, don't bro, do their I'm job. Or, yeah, I mean, there, there, there needs to be some, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It just, it, just, it just bugs me that it's three quarterbacks. Larry Fitzgerald should have won the Heisman. There, I said it. 
<laughs> I didn't I mean, think so at the time because when he played against Virginia Tech in Miami, and those were like the real, the only two real uh, tough teams on Virginia Tech's schedule that year, the cornerbacks from Virginia Tech in Miami kind of held Fitzgerald down. And I was, I was so wrong about him. I thought he would be a bust in the NFL. He's not. He's a Hall of Famer. It would be a, a really interesting study would be to take Heisman Trophy winners uh, over the years and compare them to the best or what we could do, at least the consensus best defensive player and how far their careers went and how much money they actually ended up making. I love looking been at Heisman Trophy winners and comparing how they do in the NFL. That's one of my favorite yeah, things. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, there's cause there's a lot of Heisman Trophy winners that were completely Well, yeah, total. Charles Woodson won the Heisman, right? NFL busts. Then Ricky Williams, right? I'll just go back to 97. Ricky Williams uh, in 98. Oh, here you go. One of my personal favorites, Ron Dane in 1999. Mm-hmm. Two thousand, Chris Winkie, total bust. And wasn't yeah. he like thirty-two years old or something when he won the Heisman? <laughs> yeah, he, when you look at his like picture 26. when he's winning it, he, he does. He looks like he's thirty-five. He's the only Heisman candidate who qualified for AARP that year. Uh, <laughs> Eric Couch in two thousand and one. Mm, There's that. Carson Palmer in 02. Carson Decent. Palmer turned out to be all right. He turned out to be all yeah, right. Decent. I, I maintain Carson Palmer would have had a better career if he didn't get hurt in that playoff game against Pittsburgh. I agree. Oh, here you go. Blast from the past. This was a Heisman winner that I don't even think got drafted. Jason White. He did not from, get drafted. From Oklahoma. Then okay. Matt who, Weiner. Who else played in the NCAA in 2003 that Jason White won the Heisman? I don't remember who he beat for the Heisman that year. Um, God, there was there was a few players that year that, that I thought should have deserved it over him. And on, and and on just, top of it, he was a he was a unanimous pick. On top of it all, but he wanted no. Jason White deserved the Heisman. I don't remember who he was playing against. That's that's my thing. Uh, let me see here. It's not a name that conjures up very many images for me. I have to be honest. Washington uh, State, I think, had a good quarterback in 2003, but White, I still think, deserved it. I think Adrian Peterson was a freshman in 2003. Jason White beat Larry Fitzgerald for it. Okay. Fitzgerald was (laughs) on that list. Eli Manning was on that list. Darren Sproles, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger. So, there you go. Well, that just brings to show you the difference between the college game and the pro game right there, right? Yeah, I mean. At least at the QB position anyway. Definitely. So, then we go back to 04, which was Matt Leinart. 05, there was no Heisman Trophy winner. I don't care what they say about Reggie Bush. Uh, Reggie Bush. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Troy Smith. In 2006, then Tim Tebow in 2007, Sam Bradford in 2008, Mark Ingram in 2009, Cam Newton, Robert Griffin III, Johnny Manziel, Jameis Winston, Mariota, <laughs> Eric Henry, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. 
Well, there's your Heisman. Cam Newton, greatest Heisman winner ever. <laughs> it almost looks that way at the moment. I mean, the guy, his he carried Auburn to 14-0, and and he was spectacular. I, I loved him at Auburn. Didn't he, didn't he punch one in in the last last play of the game? He may have. I mean, I know Auburn was down either twenty-one to nothing or twenty-four to nothing against Alabama, and he put that team on his back, and they won. I'm pretty sure that he, was such he, a great game. He, he ran like a seven-yarder or something for the on the last play of the game or something for the win. I want to say I think I saw that in the highlights the other day, and he was just he was a beast back then. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. Who who the, who's what was the national championship game that year? I should know this off the top of my head, but I don't. I have no idea, to be honest, but Cam Newton, 2010. Um, I think Florida State, maybe? Auburn no, and Oregon. Not Florida State. Oregon. There Auburn you go. The perennial loser, Oregon. <laughs> Poor Oregon. You see, I can't remember that because, to me, the real big game was Auburn versus Alabama that year. And it was one of the best games of all time. They were yeah. undefeated that was that, year. Was that, the, uh, that was the year that Auburn returned the kick for the win? No, was that, that, that was year? a different year. That, I think that was 2012. Okay. I remember watching that game at home. And whenever Saban had them line up to kick that field goal, I said, this is dumb. My dad was with me, and he said, why? They're trying to win the game. I said, he doesn't have enough leg. He's going to miss this kick, and it's not going to go far enough. And they've got, you know, non-linemen on the field who won't be able to catch this guy who's going to catch the ball and take it for a touchdown. Sure well, enough, it had, I, I did, honestly. And I, I, my friend Josh is a witness. He was there. I actually called it. <laughs> it's one of yeah, the only times the, I ever called him. The 2011 game between Auburn and Oregon was uh, last minute, to last second field goal by Auburn won the game, 22-19. Wow, so, that's funny. I do not remember that game at all. It has been like hard for I'm my memory. A I'm a total blank to on that one too because I don't remember that. I don't ever watch Oregon play because I used to. I just despise Chip Kelly with everything in me. <laughs> really, you're such a, you're such a hater. Look, if you, I used to watch game day religiously. Like, game day was my go-to on Saturdays. I'd get up and watch game day. Well, when you hear about Chip Kelly 18 billion times on college game day, or you're, and, now, and it's even worse now with Oklahoma, Ohio State. Thank God USC sucks for once. If USC gets better, holy shit, we're going to have a time then. And they just – they have their picks. Like, Lee Corso absolutely loves anything that has to do with USC and Oklahoma. He and Kirk, and Kirk Herbstreet, Ohio State, of course. That's where he went. But it, it's just annoying. I don't know. They have their picks of who they like. Uh, I mean, every show is like that. But I have to, like, throw out my uh... – Name dropping. I actually played high school ball against Chip Kelly. We weren't on the field at the same time, but we were on the same two teams that were playing each other. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's from right up the road, Manchester. 
I didn't know that, but ah. he got exposed, he got exposed in the NFL. So I was like, okay, at least you know I got something. <laughs> <laughs> that made me feel better. And then everybody finally shut up about him. So okay, he, he's okay now. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see what we'll see what he does at UCLA. I'm actually very interested in that because UCLA, it's a great recruiting ground, but supposedly their facilities are terrible. That's weird too. That, that that is strange to me that they would have bad facilities. Yeah, my understanding is at least as of a couple of years ago, they did not have an indoor 100 yard uh, practice field, which is insane wow. for a P5 school. Yeah, it really is. Like I, well, I've maybe seen... with Kelly, they're making the investment, and that's the first step. Well, maybe. I mean, if he can turn that program around, then I'll give the guys just dues. But he, it always seemed like to me Oregon was just good enough to never win. They were the the Buffalo Bills of that time. They just, you know, they'd get there and then they they'd lose. Nobody will equal the Buffalo Bills futility of the four Super Bowl appearances with not out of show for it. And blowouts. Yeah, and then worse. Yeah, not even close. And I think three of them anyway. Yeah, three out of the four, there were blowouts. And then they missed the field goal. Oh, <laughs> uh, that one killed me because I hate the New York Giants. And I'm, to this day, I'm convinced there was 12 seconds on the clock, and they had a timeout. You could have run one curl out and gotten five yards closer, and that would made all the yeah. difference. You hate the New York Giants, okay? Huh? You just went up the oh, yeah. in my book. <laughs> How do you feel about the Philadelphia Eagles? I am very, I am like neutral ground on the Eagles. I'm, I'm you know what? I'm a big Patriots fan, but if we had to lose the Super Bowl to one team, it would, be, I would have picked either the Eagles or the Lions because their their fans are due. Or the really board, though. I'm extremely on board about that New York Giants hate, though. I'm really about that. <laughs> well. Out here in Metro Boston, there is a, a, a law, and it is that if you're a sports fan up here, you have to hate all of the New York and all of the Los Angeles teams. So we keep it simple. That's not particularly difficult, though, really. No, when you think about it. Not really. Not asking all that much. <laughs> I mean, the the Jets are horrible, so it's you know not like an M's easy. The Giants, well... They're the Giants. I don't really know what else you can say about that. You're kind of turning um, it on right now, though. Fucking <laughs> ah, garbage team with a cool grandpa geriatric at quarterback. Yeah, you know, a lot of the, I mean, I know we're talking about college football, but a lot of people kind of rag on the Giants for not taking a quarterback in the last draft. And I, to me, there's nothing wrong with taking a guy like Saquon Barkley and building around your running game. I th- if no, when they, everyone's zigging, you, can say they you might want to quarterback. But the pick, they, even if that's true, the pick they took was a damn good one. So you can't really argue with that pick very much. And I mean, people have done it. They're like, oh, my God, the Jets got Sam Darnold. I mean, right now, who would you rather have? That's, if the that's Jets helping who Darnold do what? Barkley, do you take it? No. Yeah. The Giants, I'm sure, will trade for a quarterback if they need one. 
I'll tell you what, the team that looks like the smartest team in the draft, though, was the Cleveland Browns. Everyone was telling they should have took Barkley. They should have taken Barkley. They take Mayfield. And then they grab Nick Chubb in the second. Looked like a million dollars, too. Exactly. I mean, and Denzel Ward with the fourth. Mm-hmm. Denzel Ward has looked fantastic. He really has. That was a, that was a great pick by them. Cleveland, Cleveland, I'm telling you, Cleveland's going to be a force here in a couple of years, providing they don't Cleveland it up. <laughs> Provided they don't hire another Hugh Jackson. Oh God. Oh Nate, you you <laughs> remember when we were talking about Marvin Lewis and we couldn't figure out how he kept his job? Yeah. I never realized. I never realized that the owner, president, and general manager of the Bengals is all the same person. Hmm. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know that. So that's how Marvin does his job. So, <laughs> yeah, Scott, I think it's Scott Davis. I think it is. I think that's the name. Anyway, yeah, the owner is the general. The owner is the general manager and the president of the team. So that that's how he keeps his job. That that says a lot right there. That actually kind of uh, explains, explains a lot about the Cincinnati Bengals. A notoriously I mean, cheap franchise, and even now, you know, I wasn't in front of the Mar- you know fire Marvin Lewis thing like ten years ago, but at this point, you have to say he's had his run. It's time for a change. They can't do much right there, and even when they've had decent players, they somehow managed to ruin them. Albert Einstein once said the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So I can literally I mean, say the Cincinnati Bengals are insane. So I'll I'll tell you what, I, I've got to go. Thank you for having me. You know, the last time I was on this show, the college football season, it was about to start, and now here we are in the twilight of the, the season. It felt like I was just on. The, the college football season, it goes by so fast, man. But maybe it that's really one of the does. great things about it. Okay, well, before before you roll, let's, let's, let's have your uh... – uh, semifinal predictions and your uh, overall winner. Okay, I, I obviously am taking Alabama and Clemson, which I think is, you know, Bama-Clemson 4, I predict will once again be a classic, and Nick Saban once again is going to break everyone's heart. Uh, it pains me to hear that, but I'm going to... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to begrudgingly agree with you on that, but it hurts. I mean, I I am a big Tennessee Volunteers fan, and I've practically given up. I mean, forever must have practically given up by now. Like, Alabama is going to rule the day until Nick Saban either retires or tries it again in the NFL. And supposedly his wife absolutely loves life in Tuscaloosa, and the Giants gave him a call a couple of years ago, and he wasn't even interested enough to have a conversation. So that's scary. Well, you're, yeah, you're a Tennessee guy. Like, uh, who's who's the uh, who's the radio guy up there that uh, uh, I should know his name? Oh, uh, I know exactly who you mean. I'm just terrible with names. Tom Tom goes on the show every now and then. Uh, oh, wow. oh, Tony Tony Basilio. Tom Tony Basilio. That's it. Because he's a diehard Tennessee fan too, and dies. He's out of knock. All right, guys. Well, again, thank you for having me on, Nate. I really appreciate it. And Anytime. What's that? Anytime. 
All right. Thanks, buddy. I'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good thanks, one. Bye-bye. Well, that was John McAdam talking a little college football with him and myself. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but you're, like, crackly. How about now? There you go. Okay. And we didn't, you know, we didn't really even talk about the bowl games all that much, just in generalities, but. Yeah, and I figured what we would do is – you and I would spend this last hour doing picks and talking about these bowl games. We need to talk. You know, we don't spend very much time together, and I feel like we're drifting apart. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone in wide man land just puked. Yeah, a little bit. Except for some one sensitive guy from Arizona. <laughs> I hear you, buddy. We love Scott. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if we have any listeners in Arizona, but I Ooh, like Scott Robinson. Oh right, yeah. Okay, how could I forget him? I feel stupid now. Um, but then again, that. after after my NFL and college picks from last week, I probably have every right to feel stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Not the best but week. We last were week. we were only about. Uh, well, you did a little bit better because you called uh, Arizona and uh, the Pittsburgh game. Who Pittsburgh play? Uh, the Chargers. Yeah, you 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 called uh, them too. You were you actually didn't do too shabby, but Bobby and I will just well, we'll go have a lunch or something while you make next week's picks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good times what we really need to do and I don't know who we could get we need to have somebody else on uh, this Friday or Thursday whenever we do it Uh, we need to have another uh, co-guest see and and challenge them to because it was was kind of fun with three people yeah yeah we, we could try to make something happen there Jesus we could maybe get Tom Robinson uh, that'd be pushing it. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of he's kind of outgrown us. <laughs> that's a pretty big name, I realize, but uh, that's, a, that's a tough get. That's a tough get. Yeah, but but tough Tim, wait, wait just a minute. We're being joined now. I believe we're being joined by Lou. What's up, Lou? I'm, and you are. I was with the big guys last night. I'm like, hey, what happened? First off, Lou, I must apologize. I did make the attempt to uh, call you on Saturday, but I uh, got company and couldn't do it. But if you're on this Saturday, I've booked my time off. I am, off. I am. Okay, I, I've booked but, uh, my time off. I thought you guys were going to be last there. night, and, uh, you weren't, and you weren't on the list. Like, what happened? That was my no, fault. We didn't, yeah, no, we don't, always, we don't always go Sunday night sometimes when we okay, try to work too early or whatever. I was All out right. of town last night in North Carolina, so that's why we didn't podcast last night. That's right. Okay. Have you gone through all the bowl games yet? We haven't God even no. started. We haven't even oh, started. That's why I came in. We did some just general talk about uh, the rankings and that sort of thing, and now uh, we're just getting ready to, to attack I'll tell you what. unbelievable I'll tell crazy you what. Here's, what we'll do. Here's what we do. We got 30-some games, the bowl games 40. here, all right? 
Lou, since you're here with us, you're going to be our guest picker on this All one. All right. Fair what enough. we'll do, uh, Tim, do you have them pulled up, the bowl games? Um, I do. Okay. Well, we'll just start from the bottom and work our way up to the college football playoff. And okay. Well, yeah. I'm going to go by – well, I'm going to go by – it's by date, so let's, let's go by that date. And, Good uh, idea. That works. We'll, uh, all pick we'll all pick. Especially on these. Somebody, Nate, can – who's going to keep track? Somebody needs to. Uh, let me uh, – let me, uh, I can go back and – I can go back and listen if we have to. That's probably easier. It's I too can, hard I to keep track. track of it. I can keep track of it. I've actually got a free hand right now, so I'll uh, – All right. You keep I'll, track and I'll do the – I'll do the uh, – uh, introducing the games, and we'll some of these nobody's probably going to have a lot of opinion about some of these early ones, but we'll go with them all anyway. All uh, right, all right, we let's get right okay. at her. Uh, we have the Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl, North Carolina A and T versus Alcorn State. Um, I don't think there are any spreads available for these games. So we'll just go, winners, yeah, it's too about. early for spreads, so we'll just go for outright winners and losers. That'll work. Um, who wants to go first? We'll let our guest kick it off. Lou? Hmm. If it was basketball, I'd say North Carolina 18, AT&T, but I'm going to go to Alcorn State here on this one. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say that I don't know anything about these two teams we're talking about. Um, I'm gonna take Alcorn State too on a whim because I really don't know. Uh, you know what, Tim? I'm gonna let you go back and uh, do these because I'm trying to keep track of them. And it's giving me <laughs> it's hard to do, isn't it? <laughs> I'm trying to do it on my phone and it's just not letting me. But I'm gonna go with North Carolina just to be different. Okay, hold on. Can you pull up the list then? If you go to ESPN, you go to ESPN um, NCAA football home, they've got a list there of uh, football playoff and bowl schedule. And then I'll keep I got it here. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. I'll, uh, I'll get them pulled up here. Okay, we got, uh, we've got the, what was that again? The, Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl. Good God. Yeah, the Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl. Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl. And we've got uh, Tim and Lou taking Alcorn State. And Nate taking, was it North Carolina? Yeah. All right. I don't see that bowl listed here on mine. Okay. Good. All right. Um, I've got 39 listed here, but that wasn't one of them, I don't think. Unless I'm overlooking it, which I may be. All right, anyway, let's go from here. The Idaho Potato Bowl, which actually sounds like something you'd order at KFC. Uh, it is. You're breaking up horribly. Okay, hold on. Let me try this. All right. Let me try this. Is that better? There you go. Better. 
Okay, sorry about that. Much better. Let's try. Let's try this. The Idaho Potato Bowl, Western Michigan versus BYU. Blue okay, you really. What mm, list are you looking that's a, at? That's a tough matchup. Um, Maybe looking at the wrong Michigan thing. On that one. No, I'm not looking at the wrong thing. I don't believe. Well, because there's I've got one, two, Michigan. three. There's like five more games on the on the fifteenth. You're nowhere near. Let me let me pull like this. Whole, you skipped a whole pile. I've only got 39 bowl games listed here, man. Because next one I've got the New Mexico Bowl. Uh, Followed by okay. the Auto Nation Cure Bowl. Okay, I'm looking at it now. Okay, I'm with you now. All right. Okay. Okay, so where are we here? New Mexico Bowl? Uh, yeah, New Mexico Bowl. Utah State uh, versus North Texas Mean Green. Well, I think I gotta go with my sister in law and go with North Texas. Alright, Lutex. North Texas. I'm gonna take uh, Utah State. Yeah, I like Utah State as well on that one. Got to pick him, man. Yep, somebody might care. Oh, let me let me look here. You had uh okay. Uh, next one is the Auto Care Auto Nation Cure Bowl, Tulane versus Louisiana. Lou, who do you like in that one? Hmm. Call me crazy, but I'm going to go to Louisiana. Okay. All right, Tim? I'm going to be all about Tulane on that one. Lou, I'm with you. I'm going with Louisiana. Oh, good. Now I don't feel so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Lou picked himself in that game. Uh-huh. All right. I'm next. Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl. Fresno State versus Arizona State. Lou. My colleague is going with Arizona State, and I'm going to go with him. Oh, boy. Um, I think I'm liking Fresno on this one. You know, Fresno State's been been a tough team this season. I'm going to go with them. I'm not big on the Arizona teams. They always seem to let me down. Sorry to hear that. (laughs) Could you feel the the genuine care in that last statement? I could. I could indeed. (laughs) I just can't. I just don't understand why, but. The Raycom Media Camellia Bowl. Georgia Southern versus Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan. 
You betcha. I'm going Georgia Southern. You would. Uh, you would just to be different. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next game, RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Middle Tennessee versus Appalachian State. Or as I call it, App State. And um, I'm going to go with App State. I've been very impressed with them this year. That makes two of us. I do have a question for this. Is Appalachian State going to have their coach for this game? Yes. Oh, yeah. So he, he will be there? He will become the coach of Louisville till next till next season. He just accepted right. the job. I'm going to go with Middle Tennessee because I think that will be looming, and they take that stuff kind of personal. I'm thinking maybe they don't want to win one for him and they're a little distracted. And I think Middle Tennessee is good enough to get the job done. Huh, okay. That's my reason. Good point. Is there something about Appalachian State that triggered you, Nate, by any chance? No. They should have triggered you. They're the ones that beat Michigan all those years ago. That's why I'm picking them. <laughs> All right. Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl. UNAB versus Northern Illinois. Lou. Northern Illinois. I will take Tim. UAB. I'm going to go with you, Tim. I'm going to take UNAB as well. All right. Not that, and I, not that uh, Northern Illinois is not that bad. But no, UAB they're, they're really not. Yeah, UAB's had a really good year this year, though. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm leaning that way. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Next one, the DXL Frisco Bowl, San Diego State versus Ohio. Lou. San Diego State. Tim. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with that. Ohio handed it to the University of Marshall, which is a hometown team down here where I live. Ohio's a tough team. I'm going to go with Ohio. Well, grade nine was pretty tough for you, too, I heard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, now here's your game right here. The Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Marshall, my hometown. We're close to hometown team. And the South Florida Bulls. South Florida, who was at one time this year top 20. And they then just went totally to shit for reasons unbeknownst to me. But uh-huh. Hello. That should tell you where I'm leaning on the team. I'm going to go with South Florida. Now, is it Gasparilla or Sasparilla? I forget. The Gasparilla Bowl. Okay, I thought it was going to go with Sasparilla, though. I'm still going to go with USF. You take USF. All right. Maybe. You stupid freakazoid. 
I'm going to go with Marshall just for hometown pride. Yeah, I, 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 Marshall's done pretty well by me this year, so I'm, I'll stick with him. Although I would be all surprised if U.S. However, they did get it handed to Virginia Tech. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if USF won that game, though. I'll, I will throw oh, them out there. They got a pretty, they I'll got be a pretty honest, good team. Most, most of these early games were kind of just flying by the seat of our pants here. Well, yeah, bowl games are kind of like that period. I mean, you just, as we talked about earlier, you don't really know who's going to show up three weeks from now. Yeah. No. All right. The Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl, Florida International and Toledo. Toledo. That's where my money is. I'm going to go three. Toledo, all the way. As I know nothing about Florida International. And on a side note, uh, this game is being played in the Bahamas at Thomas Robinson Stadium. Now, that at least is a perk if you play for one of these two teams and you get a free shot to the Bahamas. That you got and you get to hang out at Thomas Robinson Stadium. And that, I think that's a misprint because I'm pretty sure that's H. Robinson National Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Next, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Now we can get to that. Western Michigan versus BYU. Hmm. I think we're going to go with BYU on that one. I didn't, I didn't hear that. You say that again, Lou? I'll go with BYU. Boy, we've got some, got some really, that might be my end. i got some, I can be. How about now? We good now? I got you. Okay. Better. There we go. The so Lou goes BYU. Tim, I'm going to go with Lou. I like BYU in this one. Yeah, me too. That's a two in a row with consensus. That's getting scary. <laughs> the Jared Birmingham Bowl, Memphis and Wake Forest. Lou, who do you like? Memphis. Yep, after they're almost – Giving UCF all they could handle and then some. Wake Forest mm-hmm. is basketball, not football. And me makes three. I'm going with Memphis. Oh, boy. Smart, smart, smart. All right. The Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Houston versus Army. Army. Oof. Yeah, I think that's where I'm going to put my faith in the in, in the Army boys. I mean, it's the Armed Forces Bowl. You can't bet against Army in the Armed Forces Bowl. If you do your notes. And don't forget, <laughs> Army did hold uh, Oklahoma to 21 points in regulation. So Army's not that Army's not that bad, I don't think. No, they're not. Did Army make the top 25 this year? Yeah, I believe they did. Yeah, yeah they were for a week. For one week, I think. You're right. Yeah. There you go. That's all I need. All right. Dollar General Bowl. 
Buffalo versus Troy. What was the first one again before Troy? Excuse me. Buffalo. Buffalo versus Troy. Buffalo. Yeah, that's where I'm going, too. They they got a pretty decent team. They did pretty well this year. I like Troy in this one. Buffalo's good, but I think they're going to have a rough time with Troy. Troy is undefeated under Coach Neil Brown, so I think that's going to come into play. They're undefeated in bowl games, I should say. Fair enough. All right. Here's one of the late-night games on December 22nd. The Hawaii Bowl. Louisiana Aloha. Versus Hawaii. I'll go Hawaii. Never never vote against Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl. Yep, can't do it. I'm going Hawaii. Uh, I'll send you some time panels. change and all that and having to get out there and all that, and they're already there is a huge advantage in a game like that. Oh, it really is. And plus, you know, they're coming – Louisiana is coming out for Christmas and, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's a – All right, next game. Surf Pro First Responder Bowl, Boston College and Boise State. Lose. <laughs> Boise State. Yeah, give me that blue field. Not in Boise, well, but give me that blue field and those boys on their blue field. They got a good team. Boston I'm College has been go, a little too hit and miss. I'm going to go with Boise. State as well. The ACC is down this year, and I'm not a huge fan of Boston College. Never have been. Good a reason as any. All right. The Quick Lane Bowl. Minnesota versus Georgia Tech. <sighs> Going with the Ramblin' Wreck. May I ask I which one either. that is? <laughs> Rebel record with Georgia Tech. Oh, Georgia okay. Tech. Okay. Um, Keith I was lost. I was lost on that one. Sorry. I think I'll go opposite on this one. I'll take Minnesota. As they say up north, oh yeah, go Gophers. I'm taking go Minnesota. The Gophers. The go Gophers. Gophers. I know that, but they say go Gophers. Gophers. We don't really have gophers up north, but anyway. All right. Next bowl game. Here's my, one of here's my personal one of my favorite, favorite games. One of my Thank next you. one of my favorite games for a bowl games. The Cheez It Bowl. Cal versus T C U. T C U. All right, Tim. Yeah. I'm I'm agreeing with Lou on that one. Cal sucks. Pac-12 sucks. TCU wins. Duh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big <laughs> fan of the West Coast teams at all. Cal being one of them. Yeah. Overrated. The walk-ons, the walk-ons Independence Bowl. Temple versus Duke. Um, wait, it's Duke against two? Temple. Hmm. Yeah, owls. 
Temple's been improving, but I still think I'm going to go with Duke on this one. I cannot in good conscience ever pick Duke for anything. I will pick Temple. Duke football has been relevant for a few years now, but they lost four out of their last six. So I'm going to go with Temple in this one. Yeah, they they were doing at the beginning of the year. They were looking pretty good, and then the, the yeah wheels the wheels fell off for some reason. And they yeah, and that's that's a hard one to pick. Yeah, the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, Baylor versus Vanderbilt. Well, I got are, the New Era Pinstripe Bowl in there. Ah, that's after this one. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I've got Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. Baylor versus Vanderbilt. Baylor. Yeah, I'm going to take Baylor in that one, too. I'm I'm going Vanderbilt. Baylor's defense doesn't exist. So, I'm going Vanderbilt. Baylor plays in the Big 12 where where defense is is optional. And Vanderbilt, they're going to be able to slow Baylor down. So, I'm going Vanderbilt. Baylor knows how to bail, my friend, as Tom has taught me. <laughs> All right, now the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, Miami versus Wisconsin. Miami. Now, now that's the University of Miami? Yes, University of Miami, the U, not Miami of Ohio. Okay, okay yeah, just double-checking. Did you take Tim? I didn't pick anybody yet. Oh, okay. I, like I, didn't, I didn't even hear who Lou took. Miami. Miami versus Miami. Wisconsin. Lou took Miami. Miami. I'll take Wisconsin. I can't. I'm going to Miami. It's just please. This game takes place in December at Yankee Stadium in New York City. It's going to be cold. Miami does not do well in the cold. I'm taking Wisconsin. That's an interesting place to play a football game. Of all the places they could play one. Somebody died. Next game. Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. Purdue and Auburn. Auburn. Yeah, Purdue, I don't mind, but uh, I'm leaning towards Auburn on that one, too. Yeah, I'm going Auburn as well. Purdue's got some moxie, but but that's it. All right. Next one, the Camping World Bowl. West Virginia versus Syracuse. Ooh. Tough one here. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Syracuse. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, I, I kinda wanna, but I think I'll I'll stick with my my Mountaineers. West Virginia sucks in bowl games under Dana Holgerson. <laughs> <laughs> 
going to Syracuse. Don't know if Will Greer is even going to play. Yeah, that's hard to say. Uh, all right. Anyway. Here's going to be – this is going to be an interesting game here. The Valero-Alamo Bowl, Iowa State versus Washington State. Washington State. Lose this Washington. Uh, Washington State was really doing well, and then they ran into Washington and started to go downhill for some reason. Uh, I'm gonna take, but I'm gonna stick. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with them. I'm gonna go Iowa State. Um, the game is in San Antonio. So, to me, that is favored for Iowa State with that travel. Iowa State has a good defense. And Washington State, you know, they struggled against Washington, whose defense isn't even that good. Iowa State's defense shut down West Virginia. They played well this year. So, I'm going to go with Iowa State. All right. Got her. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Florida versus Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, boy, I, I really want to say that, but yeah, I can't get yeah, I can't bet against my boys. I'll stay with Michigan. Should be a good game, though. Florida's overrated. I'm going Michigan. They're gonna they're gonna bounce back from that loss to Ohio State. Well, if they've got any pride, they will. If that game would have took place in Michigan, that game would have been very different. They got outcoached in that game. Yeah. That's fair enough. That, won't happen in the, that won't happen in the Florida game. No, All right. probably not. But. The Belk Bowl, South Carolina and oh, Virginia. Um, you broke out a bit. South Carolina and who? Virginia. Virginia. I'll take South Carolina. I'm going to go South Carolina as well. don't like the ACC here. All right. That's 10 for Virginia. Lou for, or for South Carolina. Lou for Virginia. All right. All right. The Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. Arkansas State and Nevada. Arkansas. I'm have to say I don't really know a whole lot about these two teams. I'll tell you this: the uh, FCI uh, index, Nevada's 85th, Arkansas State's 87th. So That's they're very close. Even. Yeah. Yeah, then we'll go. We won't give the West the West any love. We'll, we'll give it to Arkansas. I'm making a trifecta. I'm going to Arkansas State as well. There we go. Poor Nevada. All right. Now, now we move into the college football playoff games. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to save those games for the end. So that way yeah, we can jump, pick our jump over those two. All right, I'll skip over those, and now we'll go to the Military Bowl. Cincinnati versus Virginia Tech. 
Virginia Tech. Uh, and I'll take Cincinnati. Virginia Tech, I love you. You play well at home. You beat Marshall to get this game. You're going to regret that. Cincinnati. Ooh. Cincinnati's got a Sorry. pretty good team. But then again, we're starting to talk about teams that, that don't play each other, and you're really kind of kind of sort of taking a guess in some way. In a way. All right, the Hyundai Sun Bowl. Stanford versus Pittsburgh. Stanford. Now, I've picked Stanford a few times this year, and they've done me wrong. Uh, But I'm not really a big Pitt fan either. Where is this game at? This game is in El that should favor Stanford, one would think. Um, okay, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take Stanford. I'm going to take Stanford as well. Uh, I'm not real happy about that pick, but Pitt just, uh, I don't know. Doesn't work for me. They don't do it for me. All right, the Red Box Bowl, Oregon and Michigan State. Michigan State. Yep. Never been bet Oregon on any other year, but not this year. Never bet on Oregon, Michigan State. Right. All right, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Missouri and Oklahoma State. Um, Missouri, or is it some cases Missouri? Uh, I will take Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State hung in with Oklahoma. They were a two-point conversion away from Wyndham. They beat Virginia. I'm taking Oklahoma State. The San Diego Credit Union Holiday Bowl. <laughs> Northwestern versus Utah. I'm going with Utah. The location definitely favors Utah on this one. Uh... Tim, you with us still, bud? Yeah, sorry. Oh. I muted to cough and didn't unmute myself. Apologies. Oh, okay. You're fine. Um, uh, take, North- <clears throat> I'm sitting here talking and nobody's hearing me. I'll take Northwestern. I will also take Northwestern. I like <laughs> Northwestern's ground and pound style. and Although the location does favor Utah. They're playing in San Diego. Uh, and, right? and Utah's not. Utah is not a bad pick there at all, though, that being said. No, no, they're really not. That's you know, that's a coin toss as far as I'm concerned. But I'm gonna go with Northwest. All right. Only got a few more left here. We're almost to the big ones on the, the New Year's six here, so we'll be getting there shortly. Uh the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, North Carolina State, Texas A and M. 
Texas A&M. Indeed. I agree. Three makes three and me on that one. A&M. Yeah, that one's that one to me is one of those one of those simpler ones so far. Well, I don't think they stand a. I don't think they stand always, a chance against Texas A&M. That game has always been an ACC school against a uh, school from the, from out in the Big Twelve or the SEC or somewhere like that. Used to be the Big East, but um, with the ACC being down this year, that's why North Carolina State's getting in. All right, New Year's Six time, Outback Bowl, Mississippi State versus Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, that's where my money goes. I'll take Mississippi State on that one, gentlemen. Sorry. Got to disagree. You're loud. That's not a bad pick either, though. Don't get me wrong. The Verbo Citrus Bowl. As we wander her down here, Kentucky versus Penn State. Penn State. Yeah, Penn State all day long. Yeah, Kentucky, uh, hot team at the beginning of the year. Uh, Not so much these days. Penn State will embarrass them. Uh, Now now we've got a... I've got about three games here that uh, – three or four games here that everybody's going to be looking forward to. All right. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, LSU and Central Florida, which could be the game of the year. Quite possible. I'm going with Central Florida. Yeah, I think I, I think I got to put my money there. Uh LSU is decent. Lou, I am with you 100%. Central Florida. They will yeah, prove I they belong. I, that's what I think they got, as John mentioned earlier. They have got something to prove. That they this do. Is as close as they, if this is as close as they can get, they got to take number 11 LSU and pound them. So, yep, no, um, I, that's where uh, I'm with you. I agree. UCF for me, too. All right. The Rose Bowl game presented by Northwestern Mutual, Washington versus Ohio State. Ohio State. This is going to be a really good game because, on paper, Ohio State should win this game. I'm wondering if they will have a non-national championship hangover and not care, whereas Washington got something to prove Um, because they were, I think at one time, I want to say, in the four hole uh, earlier in the year. They were the favorite favorite to come out of the Pac-12 this year and make the uh, the playoff. Yeah, so I'm a little bit torn by this one, but I think if Ohio State's offense shows up, Washington's in for a long day. Um, so I will take uh, Ohio State. See, I'm going to disagree with you in terms of I think Ohio State's got a lot to prove not making the playoffs, and they're just to me this game's not going to be close. They're going to smack Washington, Ohio State. Fair enough. I, and I Same hate result. Ohio State, and I hate Ohio State, so it pains me to say that. 
You, uh, so you must be happy that there's rumors there that he's going to hang it up. Who, Urban? Yeah. Ah, well. Apparently he's not doing too well in the health department from unsubstantiated rumors. Uh-huh. So well. I mean, it might be the last time you see him. But anyways, moving on. Uh, I didn't lose nothing with him. All right. Uh, the All-State Sugar Bowl. Texas versus Georgia. Texas. Wow. Mm. I have ties to Texas. I I have relatives in Texas, Lou. I admire your moxie, but I'll take Georgia. I've picked a lot, and I mean a lot, of Big 12 teams to win. I'm not going to be picking a Big 12 team here. I'm taking Georgia. I like Texas. Don't get me wrong. But uh, Georgia was two or three plays away from beating Alabama. So, um, yeah, I don't know if they can hang, if Texas can hang with them or not. But, anyway, to the biggies. All right, to the big games. We'll start with number one versus number four, Alabama-Oklahoma. No question about Bama. Yeah, that's Alabama all day long. Yeah, sorry, Oklahoma. You got in, but that's all you're getting. They may they may hang with them for a bit, but I think in the long run, that'll be one of those games where it's not too bad. Might even be Oklahoma might even be ahead, and by halftime it'll be close, and by the end of the game Alabama will be winning by 15 points or more. Yeah, not a uh, – Just my take. I, I don't see – do not see them hanging with with Alabama. Their defense is too lax. All right. The other game, Clemson versus Notre Dame. Oh, this is going to be tough. Uh, it's more of a Notre Dame fan than Clemson. I think Clemson's got it. They're just too strong this year. Clemson played a tougher schedule. Uh, Notre Dame, you know, uh, really, you know, didn't have much easier. I think uh, Clemson uh, is going to overpower Notre Dame. Sorry. Yeah, I I, I like Notre Dame. I, I don't say they're a bad team. So do I. Um, I just don't know if they can. I haven't seen enough from them to know that they can hang with Clemson no. or not. So. No. I, I, in the same breath, though, if uh, I didn't see the game and somebody told me the next day, oh, hey, Notre Dame won, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be an OMG, an OMG moment or anything. But I, I think Clemson wins this. I'm going with Clemson, and if they did win, I'd be stunned if Notre Dame won. I, I would think you would have to consider that an upset. Oh, I would. Yeah I, yeah, I think you would have to. Even though they're number three, but still, this would be monumental, I think. I think so. All right, so then if everybody picked Alabama and everybody picked Clemson, who you like in the final? Got to go with Bama. Got to go with Tag. Yeah, I'm afraid so. As much as I really would like to see them not win, <laughs> I think they're going to, though. Let me ask you this. 
uh, who do you think won the Heisman? Oh, I imagine it'll be uh, Tua, I would imagine. Of course. Unless one of those other two guys does something monumental. Although like I guess what? it's voted no. on. It's voted on before, though, isn't it? Well, we're down to the last three now. It was it was uh, ten right, last week. Right, but they vote for the winner before the, the the winner is announced before the national title game, though, right? Yes, the winner is announced Saturday. Okay, so then no, based on the regular season, it's got to be. How can you ignore? Whatever it was, I don't know, what was it, 41 right. touchdown passes and four interceptions well, I'll be, or something? I'll be going over this on my show on Saturday, actually, too. Oh, a word on that. Um, there's been some confusion of why people have not been getting into the show. Um, there are some, I mean, remember, this is this is not a normal um, number we have. You have to dial the main number, which I give you, 605-562-0444. Then you have a PIN number. Two six one two five five six one and then pound. Then wait for the operator to give you instructions um, to get in. They may tell you like if you're not a member, then press one and pound the word um, to get in. So, but wait until she says to do that before you dial it because if you jump in early, you're gonna get locked out. Fair enough. I shall remember. Yeah. Right. Okay. Big Nate. Yeah. Heisman. I haven't picked my winner yet. Okay, then oh, you, you call Saturday, you can give it then. No, I haven't <laughs> even picked. <laughs> you haven't picked have... Alabama or Clemson yet. I haven't. Well, we didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. I assumed, it was, sorry. I assumed it would be Alabama, but. I'm taking Clemson. Well, I would have to say that that's not that's a be... total impossibility. That's going to be a football team coming in there to play Alabama. Alabama has not played a team like them this year. Alabama, there's going to be a pass rush on Tua that he hasn't seen all season from Clemson. Alabama doesn't score points in bunches. They don't. They're not a score them up kind of team. Clemson is a spread them out, we're going to score kind of team. Alabama doesn't play teams like this. That's how Clemson beat them a few years ago. And that's how they're going to beat them this year. So Clemson. Well, I hope you're right. I will be happy to be wrong to make you right, sir. We got a phone call. I know this number. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jeff. Hey. Hey. Jeff. Hi, hey, man. How's What's it going? Up? Jeff? Pretty, pretty good. Late night at work, but uh, everything's going all right. Nice. Well, welcome aboard. Well, I missed the show, but uh, I'm not for sure where yeah, I think the, the topic was college football playoffs. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Who who do you think takes it this year? Well, you know, the easy pick's uh, Alabama. Uh, I do think it's going to be uh, Alabama and Clemson playing in the playoff for the fourth straight year. And uh, I believe that Clemson has the talent to win. However, I think Alabama somehow comes through again and uh, just, you know, it's the same old ones. It's kind of like you like the Yankees and Red Sox year after year there for a little while. But, um, you know, you would like to see 
maybe somebody else win. But, uh, you know, I, I think eventually, guys, I really believe that uh, that they're going to let eight in there eventually. I don't know the – I don't think it will be next year, maybe year after, but um, I, I believe that they might do something like a five conference – the five power conference champions and then maybe three at large bids like this year in that case you would have Notre Dame and UCF in there and I guess Georgia but uh well Notre I, Dame I you'd had Ohio State in there I mean there would have been it would have made things more interesting oh no doubt uh I guess Washington would have been got in there as the Pac-12 or whatever but that would have been all right you know but uh you know, Georgia got in there, uh, Notre Dame, UCF, and then you had uh, Ohio State and Washington, Bama and Clemson, and uh, uh, who am I missing? Um, oh, uh, Oklahoma. So that would have been a pretty good, you know, tournament, I believe, the eight teams in there. UCF would have had their shots, you know. So Yeah, it would have been fun to see, honestly. That would have been a fun, fun, fun idea for everyone. Lou, what do you think about getting eight guys, eight teams into the playoff? Uh, eight seems reasonable, but how far down the line do you think they should go? Because you don't want to start getting to like you know teams that like oh like a, like six and six or five and six because that that was the thing they wanted to avoid in the first place after like 1995. So you know, eight I think is um, is fair enough. I think eight's the magic number. Yeah. yeah. I think it's well, anything go, more than if that. If you go with eight many. and you take this year's eight, you've only got uh, you got two two-loss teams and everybody else is uh, either undefeated or a one. You kept out all the three-loss teams didn't even get in. So if that was to hold, which it probably would, um, you're probably still going to end up with eight really good teams. You're not going to get a dog in there. Yeah, again, you make the the conferences mean something. You make teams want to win their conference because, hey, I win my conference, I get an automatic bid, I'm in. Then you end up with the conferences, they they all get in. Then the at-large bids, you got to make a case for those. And if you can't crack the top eight, you don't deserve to play. So right. no. I, I honestly think that eight is eight is the magic number. Eight. Covers Eight all is enough. Eight is enough. I, you know, that's <laughs> it. There you go. That sums it up. Well, you guys knew I was going somewhere with that, weren't you? I what really don't. Say it again. I missed it. Uh, did you guys know where I was going with that? Oh, yeah, I kind of saw that. But you know what? Yeah. It it's perfect. It was good, though. So It was. Okay. It was. But, uh, Jeff, we missed you on the show tonight. We could have been on a little sooner. Yeah, I'll talk. Yeah, I just, you know, one of the uh, things we get is uh, Jeff available uh, Thursday? Uh, Possibly. What's going on Thursday? I thought it was Wednesday. Thursday, we're doing our NFL Pick'em show. Lou, you're also welcome back if you'd like to jump on. Uh, I might ring in. uh, It'll be in the evening. Let me ask you all something real quick before we get off. What do you do? You all really think the four best teams are in there? No, yeah, I do. I think they are. 
uh, who, I, whoever said no, I agree with. I, I mean, but UCF should he, be there. They got uh, cheated again. Georgia uh, should, you know, they're definitely one of the top four teams. Uh, but they had their, you know, they could. There's no way they could have put them in there because they would have played Alabama again on a neutral field. They just did that. There's no way they would want to have that game again. I mean, they just well, uh, basically played. The that. argument I mean, was made earlier, though. If Georgia goes in, that means one of the undefeated teams probably doesn't go in, yeah. and they can't have that. And we're well, out. Blue they would have went in over Oklahoma, and they had they, which they had one loss. But see, they avenged their loss. They beat everybody on their schedule. But um, I, I just—I mean, we I we had the discussion about UCF, and the, the only thing we can come up with is they just don't play anybody mm-hmm. upper echelon yet. Now, we're so all even though twelve, even though twelve and zero is impressive, and we agree that they're probably getting the shaft to some degree. The argument can be made that they don't play anybody big enough. I thought I thought UCF should get in until they struggled to beat Memphis. When they struggled to beat uh, Memphis, that they shouldn't get in. It's I hard did. to put okay. them there above the, those other teams. It's it's just I can yeah. see why they don't. Although I if do they, agree with Lou that they got shafted in the same breath. If they they're, they're one of those teams that causes the the NCAA all kinds of headaches because they just they don't quite fit the mold. They would have beat Memphis by about three touchdowns. I think UCF should have went in. But they did. They struggled and had to come from behind to win. If you're as good as you a say you win. are, I, I agree, but if you're as good as you say you are and you're one of the top four teams in the country, you should not struggle a whole game with a team like Memphis. You can't because uh, that's the only thing you can present to the – Exactly. Voters that means anything because you can't give them strength of schedule because you don't have it. Right. So you got to sure, give them blowouts. I hate Oklahoma and Ohio State. So I would have loved for UCF to have gotten in, but I even in conference couldn't put them in. Yeah. Now, well, I got to know what time the show is because I'm involved in another show that um, I'm part of a panel with on Thursday nights. It's, it's actually our own show. Uh, we're on either six or seven. So, uh, what time will Thursday show be? Um, probably around the same time. Probably eight, so... eight thirty. <laughs> eight, eight o'clock. I can do. I can do eight o'clock. All right, Lou. We'll put it at eight o'clock for you, my friend. There you go. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. Because you know this is a this is our own show that we uh, created. You know, and it's from my um it's from my uh, primary network. So uh, you know, okay. I, I can't buy and I cannot back out of that. All right. Well, we will be we will be talking NFL and doing our picks against the spread for the NFL. So good. you're welcome to call in. So. All right. And All if right. you call Saturday, uh, just remember um, the instructions I gave you. Okay. We'll do so. All right. All right. And Jeff, and thanks a lot, Thanks, Lou. Thanks for jumping on. Jeff, we hope you jump on with us on Thursday, too. We'll be doing NFL picks. and uh, Sounds good, guys. Right. Yeah, because we're getting ready to call the show now. It's about that time, Tim. I'm afraid so. Yep. So. Another edition of Stampede Wrestling. <laughs> well, a fun show here tonight. We thank everybody for tuning in. And, uh, Tim, since you started her off here tonight, won't you send it out? 
I don't know how to send it out. I'm tired of saying peace. I need something new. Give me something okay. new to say. All right. Well, why don't you uh, say something Canadian? God. Well, I hope you had a good day. Perfect. Thanks for listening to this show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can download this and any other episode from our network at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise, Google Play, Player FM, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This show has been brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, facebook.com slash makeupkennedy, and wowfreecam.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at WideJump. You can follow us on Instagram at WideMenCan'tJump and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WideMenCan'tJump. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, rate the show and tell us how we did. If you love us, please give us a five-star rating. Again, thanks for listening to this episode on the Wide Men Radio Network. Tune in, same time, same place, for the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash WideMenCan'tJump.